Welcome, welcome, welcome to Eye on Steroid Processing. I'm glad you found me. I'm glad you're back. For those of you who have been listening to me for a while, and welcome, welcome, welcome to new listeners. I am excited that you're here as well. So today we're going to talk to Tiffany. Now, Tiffany been doing steroid processing a little over five years. And I conversated with her over a year ago because she is so excited and passionate about steroid processing. And it's amazing when I attract those kind of people, like I find them. Just, you know, I'm always looking for conversations on Facebook where people are trying to do more. And I read her post and I was like, oh, yeah, I need it on the podcast. And it's really about you taking ownership of your career, of your life. And see, people that do that in their career, they do that in their personal life. Nobody has to tell you that um, somebody needs to call Biomed because the equipment is down. Nobody should have to tell you that. Why are you waiting for the supervisor to come in in order for you to call Biomed to get something fixed? It's a leak in the department. Why are you waiting for the manager to come in to call facilities? You see what I'm saying? Why are you waiting for other people to do things because you're not the supervisor, the lead tech, the coordinator or the manager? You take charge of every aspect of your life, whether you're in the department or you're at home. You're a leader regardless. Don't let it stop when you come through the door. Don't let people tell you, well, who she thinks she is, because you know they will. Who she thinks she is, she's not in charge. I'm in charge of this moment. I'm in charge of what's going on right here, right now. No no one else stepped up. So I just want to take you on this journey with Tiffany because she has always taken responsibility of everything around her. And where she is now and where she will be, I can't wait to see. So you ready? I'm going to introduce you to Tiffany. We're here today because I saw a post you put on Facebook that you have received your own personal purchase, Amy ST79. Yes, I have. Yes. And it blew me away because um, a lot of people have this mindset that, you know, if it's not provided for me at my facility or, you know, if I'm not getting paid extra money, you know, per hour to get these additional certification or to gain this extra knowledge, then I'm just not going to do it. So I was overly impressed when I saw that. Yes, Why did you I, do it? Well, a lot of times when it comes down to, um, I feel like this, if no one is going to give you knowledge, how are you going to receive it? So for me, like, I felt like, with any job or any profession, you have to invest. If you feel like it's an investment, invest in it because you will gain a return on it. And um, the thing is, when I bought my Amy SC79 um, book, I had the old one and then they had the ST, um, Amy SC79 uh, 2017. Then they came out with another rendition with the 2020 amendments. So what happens is is that when you get a book and you have it for so long and you're still doing the same processes that's in that book and then they have revisions or changes and you don't know about those changes unless you go and you seek the knowledge or you go and you seek advancement. So I feel like that was an investment for me uh, because later on it will help me grow in the field and it will help me do better and always be on top of changes in the central processing field and the medical field as well. 
And, and when we had spoke earlier, the one thing you had said, because a lot of people get the book and then they open it up when they need the book. But yeah. you told me, you said, no, uh-uh, I'm studying the book. So that means you flipping page by page and making notes and actually digesting the information. Yes. Now, Tiffany has always gone above and beyond. Now, she has uh, created count sheets, preference cards, and when she made it to the surgery center she was working at, she started from the beginning with her Amy Standard book under one arm, her Isham book under the other arm, and all sort of other resources she needs to turn her department around. She took all of the processes from beginning to end and brought them up to standard. See, some people and places believe that if a patient didn't die or acquire an infection, that they're doing the right thing. But that's not the case. Just because your pro just because people are not complaining or there's no big event that requires a root cause analysis, that doesn't mean that your department is working at its top potential. Just because Jayco came through there and they didn't cite you for anything in your department doesn't mean there isn't room for improvement. So when she got to this surgery center, she started from ground zero and she built it up and no one had to tell her to do it. I want to talk about too before you said that um, you were working at a location where you had that place so up to standard that I believe you guys had a survey or an inspection. And when they walked through and walked out, they couldn't find a thing wrong there. Yes. And the thing is, is that um, when I got, when I went into this place, it was okay. We're doing the bare minimum to get by. Like, no. So when the surveyor came, uh, it was triple HC. Uh, and it was every three years. And when the surveyor came in, she, she was just lifting up stuff and moving stuff and just trying to find any little piece of dust or anything. And she looked through all of my records, my maintenance records for the sterilizers, maintenance records for the washer, the wash um, cycles, um, the Metavitas DSD, which is the endoscopic reprocessor machine. She looked at everything. She was with me for an hour, just through as just through central processing, from Deacon time to prep and pack to storage to the sterilizers, everything. And she said that there is things that she never and she's been doing it for about a good fifteen years um, with Triple HC. And she said there are things that she hasn't seen that she would take to look at other facilities. And it made her feel as if I broke the mold of how central processing process. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, surgery center accreditation because I know us in the hospital and I'm 99.9% .9 of my experience has been in hospitals, although I have been to surgery centers but not long enough to really get into the nuts and bolts of, you know, the difference and the similarities there. So um, I went to this website. It is, let me scroll to the top, Ambulatory Surgery Center Association. And here they have a list of um, a different accreditations. 
So one of them is the American Association for Accreditation of Ambulatory Surgery Facilities. The other is the Accreditation Association for Ambulatory Healthcare. And the other is the Accreditation Commission for Healthcare. And then of course you have the Joint Commission. So I wanted to make sure that was clear that um, it's slightly different from being in the hospital. And then I also want to um, introduce you in this next segment. She's going to also talk about dealing with the shortage in uh, with the rats and how she handled that. And the key things that she did and she probably mentioned several times is that she communicated with all the stakeholders get, to get it done. She couldn't do it by herself, but she had to make everybody aware of what was going on. She took on that responsibility. You see what I'm saying? Taking ownership, looking at the big picture analyzing the data looking around and look anticipating what could go wrong so i want you to hear what she did during the shortage instead of just sitting back and saying well we just short i guess the manager or somebody will figure it out she took ownership and she made it happen you know why because we're here to get it done we're here for the patient and we're professionals we're sterile processing listen up so what we did was we actually went and contacted each um, company to verify the IFUs just to say, okay, does it have to be wrapped? Is there an alternate way that we can go and still follow the IFUs, but still make sure that we're reaching the parameters, everything is safe, is not a sterility issue, appeal pouch, you know, just to kind of figure out a way to keep central processing flowing without any hiccups because it took us about a good two months just to get the 36 by 36 and the 48 by 48 wrap. We're gonna do this until we get our wraps and then we're gonna do this until we get such and such. And then we communicated with the R and say, hey, listen, if the doctor doesn't use it, don't touch it, don't open it just in case. If the doctor needs it, I'll come and I'll open it on the field for you to assist. So I was always in and out of the OR, giving them like pill pouches or extra trays just to help. I would have it on the case card, but there will be a note saying, do not open if not needed. Because then what happened is if we're out of the wrap and you open it, I don't have a wrap to rewrap it. So what it did was it was communication was key and it worked out great because I always kept saying, hey, you don't need it. Don't open it. Hey, let me know. Overhead page me. I'll be there. So I was always communicating with the OR staff to help even though it was stressful for me because I needed wraps, but I still made it work to where the surgeries went smooth. So is there anything else before we wrap this up that you would like to say? Um, I really do think that the misconception of central processing is it, it, it's a cultural thing. If you, it's kind of like if you ever go to a doctor and one doctor did you wrong, you're going to think all doctors are the same until there's a change. And sometimes in central processing, you might see one person do it and be like, well, all techs are doing that. All professionals are doing that. And that's not the case. And I feel as if once we change the morale and we go and we change the actual, you know, the ethics and the environment, it will be more inviting to have more people come into central processing because the thing is, is that a lot of people don't know what we do. And then the thing is, is that if you encounter a person who is passionate, who is knowledgeable, you know, who is caring of the patients and respectful of everyone, it would change the way people look and treat us 
Well, I really appreciate you coming on because I felt like everyone needs to hear this because I want it to encourage other people to change their mindset because their mindset would help change their department. And when yeah. you can change the department, you can change the industry and things will change all together. So thank you very much for taking time out of your Sunday. Yes, it's Sunday, everybody, <laughs> to yes, hang yes. out with you and to have this conversation. So until next time, peace. Thank you.